Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Brace yourselves for a noble horror, because the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program has returned. Yes. Nerdy Show's beloved RPG audio drama of black comedy and Lovecraftian horror is back with an all-new series, a chilling tale called The Terrible Secret of Lot X. Head to CthulhuMystery.com or find the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program wherever you procure fine podcasts. Succumb to the maddening call of Cthulhu. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Here's something else that I want to do too. Uh, I don't have the nominations list, but uh, Evan and I want to do a little bit where we talk about the Crunchyroll Awards. But I think oh yeah, I could I could get that for you. But I think immediately after that we should talk about the Oscars because they're happening tonight. And uh, yes. one thing that I promised the fans that we would do is we would make predictions because the Oscars are tonight. And by the time the episode comes out, we'll ha- we'll be like the Oscars will be done with, but we'll be saying our predictions like two weeks later. And it's like let's find mm-hmm. out if we're right. <laughs> so. Can we Sounds- do obvious overdub edits, where it's just like Greg's voice coming out in the middle of like your conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so other than that, that's pretty much like. All right, I got all the winners right here. And coming- the winner is Christian Bale, yeah, and it comes out at like <laughs> double compressed MP3 quality. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have to go now. My planet needs me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 159, and I am your stupid, awesome analyst, John Star. And with me is security guy Greg. Hola. Evan, our king baby duck. Tekiro Puta. <laughs> Elite Four, Derek. Mambo number five. And all the way from Best Coast in Washington State. Hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Oh, hello. I'm back, and I have a new haircut. Yay! Yeah, it's called the Sabaton. Yeah. <laughs> it's, called, I, it's called the Broden. The I, Broden yeah, yeah. The Broden. Uh, I actually, um, I was, I, I made them put on Sabaton while they were cutting my hair. And, and get this. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they? Well, <laughs> well that's, what, and it, yeah, and it was, it was great. It was, it was super awesome. Mm-hmm. We basically made it through the entirety of the last stand while they were cutting it with a tiny little razor because we didn't have a number one, except on, <laughs> except on the beard trimmers. So basically, they we mohawked my hair with the beard trimmer, going down with like one of those bikini trimmers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was it was a wonderful experience, and we made many comic books. I did so much art while I was there. If you awesome. guys if you guys weren't following my art page on 
Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. AFLM Art. Go find me. Yeah. I'm and I'm glad you're back here, Andrew. And, you know, I don't think there has been much changing within the fandom since you've been last gone. I mean, let me check and see how the fandom is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's normal. <laughs> how long is the sun? just keeps going. <laughs> That's uh, it is half over. <laughs> We're just going to be playing that for the rest of, like, in the background for the rest yeah, of the seems, seems normal. New, new yeah, that, that's normal. Over it for the rest of the show. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a good joke. <laughs> it's like having white noise in the background that's just screams. <laughs> that's how I fall asleep at night. Yeah, the screams make me go to sleep. It, it, uh, it, it drowns out the voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. Uh, so, for uh, this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast, we're gonna we have a bunch of stuff to go over. A lot of really uh, unconventional things. But I think the the point that we really want to hit today is that we are gonna talk about an anime movie that was like an anime. <laughs> I wonder what it could be. Let's talk about it later. Broly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's ring that news bell. What do we have to talk about? All right. So let's start off with the fact that, um, so when we talked about it last week, it was just a rumor, but it has been confirmed. Second season of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Mm. So I thought that that was going to be a thing. Oh yeah, there's no way it wasn't going to be a thing. I was a little worried, honestly. Okay. Because you hadn't heard much after like a year. I, so that's true because I didn't really, we didn't know how to gauge Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid when the season ended because we didn't know how it was doing over in Japan. We didn't know... You know what people were yeah, thinking with about the, it. what the manga sales looked like. Yeah, well, considering that all the spinoffs that came out of it, and the, it did pretty well sale wise. So I, I think maybe they were waiting for Kyoto Animation's like, like slab of other work that they were doing to clean up before they could dive into the next season. Maybe. Because they've been working on a lot of stuff as of late. Because they were working on, you know, A Silent Voice, they were working on Liz and the Bluebird, and they were working on Violet Evergarden. That sounds like a 90s band. <laughs> they were busy. Um, so, that's awesome. We'll be looking forward to that more. I think they're going to introduce, like, 50 more characters. See, the, the, t- the toughest part about making a second season of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is how are you going to match that theme song? Oh, like, well, I know. It's still one it's of the like, greatest what, anime theme songs ever made. I know. It's. I'm. I'm. I'm thinking about that too when it comes to laid back camp second season because Shiny Days was fantastic. Shiny Days was pretty good, but the only re- I only usually watched up to when uh, Nadeshko was wearing the mustache. I, I, <laughs> and then I skipped the rest. Yeah, I. I pretty much skipped. Shiny Days. Um. But yeah, I'm very excited about second season. Are they going to get? Uh, would be if they get Fana to do it again. Odds are it'll be just as good. It won't be. I don't think it'll be as better. But who knows? Well, they could probably surprise. They're us. finally going to be able to introduce all the rest of the characters that they weren't able to introduce. Right. They'll be able to introduce Iroh. They'll be able to introduce Kana's dad. They'll be in. I'm guessing because the manga is going to be finishing up soon that this is going to be a two-course season so they can finish up the entire series. That would be nice. Will they be trying to do too much by introducing so many people? Maybe. There, there isn't too many people, I would... Yeah, there's there's the dad, there's that girl with like who's like 
four, but wasn't, she has like F cup breasts. Wasn't oh Full House? What no. <laughs> wasn't uh, Kana's dad introduced at the very end of this yeah. new manga that came out? Like, yeah, he didn't actually get introduced yet in the manga. Oh, I thought he got yeah. introduced in the anime. No, no, no that's that. That's, that's Toru's dad. dad. Uh, and Toru's no, no, no. dad is complete, is completely up. different in the anime than he was in the manga. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I got the I got them mixed up. So yeah, they're completely different in in the two properties. Interesting. Cool. What else we got? So are you ready to blow this scene? Get everyone and their stuff together? Well, I hope so because the production of the live action Cowboy Bebop is starting this summer. Uh, TV Ooh. show or movie? TV show. Do we have a cast? Do we have a cast? That's not a yet. No Keanu Reeves, I'm not in. <laughs> yeah. They're going to no. screw it up. <laughs> Does anyone have any ideas to who they'd like to see? Keanu Willem Reeves Defoe. as everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe as Spike. <laughs> see you later, Space Cowboy. <laughs> I don't. I, I have no clue who I would who I'd be able to see. I, it was probably going to be some no-names. Like, it's a bunch of no-names. I think it would probably be the, the best thing to go with no-names because if you were to get, like, a high-ranking celebrity, it's either going to, like, really blow up in their face or... Actually, no. It's probably just going to blow up in their face. And then Tom they'll Cruise. just end up in some stupid Star Wars movie afterwards. <laughs> Tom like, Cruise. remember this that they were really good in? Let's put them in a crappy Star Wars movie because all the Star Wars movies are crappy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Tom Cruise as who Derek you're crappy <laughs> I could see I could see Tom Cruise as vicious I I don't know like uh, uh, no hear me out have you ever seen him in the film Collateral uh I've seen Collateral Damage yeah which one's <laughs> no no the movie the it's the one where it's about where it's Jamie Foxx as the taxi driver and Tom Cruise is the hitman. It's like probably my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Changing lanes. <laughs> Wait, Top Gun isn't your favorite Tom Cruise movie? What is this nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Tom Cruise was really nasty to all the military people on the movie set. They were like they weren't allowed to look at him. What? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we talking about are we talking about Top Gun or a few good men? Top Gun. Oh, I loved him in A Few Good Men. Yeah, A Few Good Men is Jerry really Maguire. Oh, we're talking about Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cowboy Bebop, for making us talk about Tom Cruise. Yeah, right? <laughs> Burt Reynolds! Burt Reynolds! <laughs> well, yeah, Andrew, you don't know that. You, you, weren't you here haven't listened to the podcast. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is our safe word for when we get too far off topic now. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. All right. I, I expect the Burt Reynolds after this, but my first ever Diablo 2 character was a summoning necromancer named Thomas Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, his name wasn't Rain Man? <laughs> That's Dustin Hoffman's character. No, because because who else would have power over the undead other than Scientologist Tom Cruise? This is like while it was all coming out back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understood that shit back then. But yeah, Thomas Cruise. He, uh, he has an army of skeletons. Because why not? Because <laughs> that's where he gets some from the closet. Oh yeah, <laughs> can let him out of the closet eventually. Can we throw Will Arnett into Cowboy Bebop? What do you guys think? <laughs> I could see him as a like important side character. Yeah, I could see him as one of the curmudgeon old men that are always sitting around. Yeah, like, playing. Up, yeah, we did. Yeah, playing. We work like there is no tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Those guys are very important characters. So. They are, especially in the movie. Or you know what? They actually so- save the day in the movie. Think about that. Just to mix it up even more, how about Nick Frost? 
I could see Nick Frost. Nick Frost I could picture. I could see him doing something. Really? That was my, like, no way, but you guys totally won for that. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know who he would play. Yeah, but... we, yeah, we don't know who, but I could see Nick Frost participating in the Cowboy Bebop. All you have to do to be in the Cowboy Bebop movie is know what Cowboy Bebop is. And, yeah. then, and then you'd be have an appreciation for the property. Awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, you get, um, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Or the Monster Hunter film. That has not come out yet, but we've already confirmed that it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> movie, and we expected no less. <laughs> um, so do we just want to kill the Cowboy Bebop topic right there because it's not going anywhere? Cowboy yeah, not really. So Bebop let's it? um let's move on to the show that's getting another season this summer. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? It's finally coming back this summer. Oh, good. Okay, cool. I I'm sorry. Still on the that? fence of whether or not it's wrong. The, is it is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Don Machi? On the fence. Um, <laughs> as long as Tiona's See, um, in it, I'm cool. I had a response. His, his voice, to that, his but, voice actor oh, said. God. His voice actor said yes. Sentai Filmwork said no. It's not wrong. Um, I don't oh, know. Fifty fifty. His name begins with a B. I remember him. Bryson Boggus. Yes, Bryson Boggus. Yes. Bryson I was going to say Brenton. <laughs> he said no. Bryson Boggus. No, Bryson Boggus said yes, it was wrong. Oh. Sentai Filmworks said no, it isn't wrong. Because that's what makes them money. <laughs> Bryson Boggus sounds like a fantasy character. <laughs> he does, but he plays a lot of fantasy characters anyway. <laughs> they just keep his, his real name and they're like, that's not a real name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the smart support elf. In yeah. The as long as, as long as, uh, as long as, as long as Tion is still in it, I'm, I'm, I'll watch it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is the only reason to watch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's going to show up a lot in this second season. Legitimately, Hestia was the only character who who even remotely interested me in the first season. Really, Hestia? Yeah, I don't know. Lily was way more interesting because <laughs> she was like Bell's skin tag because she wouldn't let him know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> Let's just agree it's a great show. Okay. I like how Hestia at least seemed like she was shallow for maybe the first half of it, but you eventually realize that oh, there's a whole facade she's putting on here. Okay, there's a lot more underneath. I'm so surprised. So, well, they did a good job in you know feigning the uh... <laughs> flames. No, feigning the. Um... Oh, I thought you said fanning. Oh, feigning the uh, naivete, we'll say, or just. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Through the fire and the flames, we carry on. Oh, I saw them at Ozfest 06. Oh, 05, 06, one of those two years. <laughs> Back when they were relevant, they were playing guitar really fast. Yeah, that one year they were relevant, they opened at Ozfest. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were relevant when uh, when they did that song of Baby Metal, and then they disappeared again. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, the main thing I remember from that concert is uh, System of a Down playing right before Ozzy, which I'll consider them as the headliners. Because <laughs> <Ozzy> <laughs> I actually, I actually went to Ozfest two thousand three, and Corn was the band that came on before Ozzy, and we left after Corn because Ozzy was in his drinking period again. Dude, did they bring out their um, special guitarist Burt Reynolds? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so. Another live-action anime is in the works with Mark Webb, the director of 500 Days of Summer, and nothing else, <laughs> now working on a remake of Makoto Shinkai's Your Name. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess I guess the guy who did 500 Days of Summer could make an okay movie. 
Yes. Out of an okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, it, it seems like a perfect fit. Like, the tonally, they're, they'd be almost exactly the same. And just lots of indie music as, as your soundtrack. Yeah, pretty much. Instead of like Get the, the shins fun. to do it. People are like up in arms about the fact that it's that they're going to put it into an American Western setting. Well, that's that was like the condition in Makoto Shinkai. It's like you have to make it an American film. Yeah, I, I know. Like Makoto Shinkai is like, no, like this is what I well, want. And especially because your name can literally be told in any culture. Yeah. Like it's not a story that's specific to Japan. Oh my gosh! Right. I, would anyway. love, I would love to see an Eskimo version of your name. Yeah. Well, that oh, good note, good the news, because going. one of the, the <laughs> woman is supposed to be in a Native American character. Oh. So close. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. That is a good idea. I Young like man from that. Chicago and a Native American woman. Yeah, because for I won't spoil anything for the people, but it kind of it like like culturally, historically, it, it would kind of make sense. You know, I'm thinking back to to. Uh, the very first iteration of Prey for the original Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to get that joke because yeah. nobody played the original game. Prey. I did. I beat it. I beat that game. And we're not talking about the new one that came out. We're talking about the same the, the game that came out of the same game that was supposed to be a sequel and never got a sequel. It was just a hard reboot. So yeah, it looking for somebody to not get that joke. I didn't get that joke. Yeah, thank you. Same. You are representing High five, Greg. You're welcome. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I think it's a good idea. Um, and I might even see it, regardless of how I feel about your name as a uh, animated. animated film. Uh, I, I don't, might give this one a shot. I don't have a problem with your name as a movie. I have a problem with the fans who say it's better than uh, a silent voice. Or, yeah, like, or, or any yeah. or a host of the film. Or it's like, what do you, what do you, like, I? Like, let, me, let, let me put it to you this way. So, you know, I loved your name. I gave it five stars, but... There are five-star movies that are better than other five-star films, and A Silent Voice is light years better than Your Name, Which I and I'm seen. so happy that it's finally coming out of Blu-ray and not me. I know, I've got, I'm going to buy that immediately. Yeah. Wait, who's releasing it? I've already pre-ordered it. Who's releasing it? Um, uh, Shout Factory. Okay, cool. So it's going to be like $18 Shout, for it. Shout Factory has been releasing a lot of great stuff recently. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, they have actually been doing a lot of the stuff for uh, G Kids. They did Night of Short Walk on Girl, Lou Over the Wall. They're also um, Machia. They just they just did Machia. Yeah, Machia. Mm-hmm. And the I Aquabat still wait to Super see Machia. Show. <laughs> yes, Aquabat Super Show, best anime that's not an anime. All the animated parts with the MC Bakumaker were anime. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is true. Kind of. They were. They were. They were. Season one was. So, um, great. What do we got next? So, on the other side of the ocean, another anime is getting a live-action adaptation. Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Are you serious? Yeah, it's already getting a live-action anime adapt- live action adaptation. I haven't watched it yet, which I, I plan on watching it, but, um, it's really popular. Like, it, at least in, J- in, the, in Japan, it's the really The most popular. recent episode, like had me screaming with laughter. And I feel like I've been saying that like every other episode of this show. I um I, I was I'm gonna save it my thoughts on it for what we're watching. Because I did see it. I watched it. So. Okay. I 
I'm, I'm probably going to talk about all the shows that you guys have already talked about. Probably I, don't, I have no idea what you talked about. I didn't listen to the episodes. That, I we talked about everything. I didn't have time. Talk about everything. I didn't have time to watch. I wa- but I watched a, I watched a, uh, a couple shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What's next? Um, for other shows that are getting a second season, it was around. It was an, uh, It was announced that the anime Radiant is getting a second season this coming fall because it just wrapped up its first season a couple of days ago as of this recording. And Lurche is going to be doing another season this in in just a couple of seasons. I never saw Radiant, so I can't. So Radiant was okay. So I did have some issues with Radiant, <laughs> okay. but but I enjoyed it enough to make it seem like it wasn't a waste of time while watching. It. <laughs> I will say that the popularity of of I will say that it deserves all the popularity that Black Clover is getting. <laughs> ah, uh, for anybody who for anybody who knows Wicked Anime, we know that if we say that it's worth a second shot, then we mean it. <laughs> we'll straight up tell you if we hate it. We're not forget, we're not forgetting on that on that end. It's like, nah, it sucks. Don't well, watch it. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know anime is just terrible? So. Like, for, for instance, for instance, you could skip your name. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of shows that I want to say this was terrible, but I'm actually shocked that. That Dark Horse Comics is licensing the original manga that it was based off of last year. And that is Miss Koizumi Loves Ramen Noodles. It's coming to America. Really? Yeah. How is that any relevance to us at all? Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Marsh. I had to sit through that whole fucking show. <laughs> um, but we also have to remember that Dark Horse is planning on releasing the Elfin Lead Omnibuses next month. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so, that's even more important. <laughs> that's way more important. Thanks, Dark Horse. You're great. Yes. You released Hellboy. <laughs> they have been. Yeah. So, what's next? All right. So, I think that's kind of it for real for like all the anime news stuff. But let's talk about game news because um, the beloved president of Nintendo, Reggie Fields and me, has announced that he's retiring. Oh, that's right. My no. body's not ready. Yeah. No. All of our memes are going away. <laughs> no. It's, it's just like we're watching the memes fly away. No, now not we have the to, originator. Yeah. Now we have to come up with with memes about about uh, Dave, the marketing manager Dave Bowser, and how the hell oh. are we going to connect Dave Bowser? Dave Um So nobody seems to be in fear that the fact that this guy is named Bowser, and now he has the keys to the Mushroom Kingdom, and Mario and Luigi. <laughs> We're going to die. <laughs> no, no. I think more people are afraid because he used to work for EA. Oh. <laughs> I'd be more afraid of someone who works at EA than an actual big giant lizard who's trying to steal my girlfriend. Hey, he's a turtle. Don't be racist. Um, Imagine getting to the end of the castle and it says, I'm sorry, your princess is in another DLC. <laughs> <laughs> um... Now, but to be okay, but to be fair, this guy Dave Bowser did leave EA like right before they started getting really shitty when it came to microtransactions and DLC and season passes stuff. Yeah, they pre- he probably was against it until they let him go. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking. So my question is: Is did you guys talk because we're on the topic of Nintendo? Did you guys talk about the Nind- Nintendo Direct conference? Uh, no, we? we did not. Because because I watched it live when I was in Washington. So did we, I. A bunch of us sat down. We watched it live, and it was mm-hmm. really good. Uh, they they had a lot of really good stuff. Uh, I know that I'm gonna be getting a Switch come Jan- uh, come July, 
Good. Welcome to the club. Because that's when Fire Emblem's coming out. And mm-hmm. I've always said I will I will be getting a Switch when Fire Emblem get, is coming out. Now it's coming out this summer, so now we got to work. By the way, <laughs> not Dave Bowser. Doug Bowser. Doug uh, Bowser. Oh, got to fix that. Gotta fix, gotta fix that. Alrighty. Thanks for the correction. Yeah, if, if I just if I just say Doug uh, a bunch of times here in different in yeah. different ways, Doug, Doug, <laughs> Doug, 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 then Greg here can cut all those Dugs I just said and put, put them in front of the Daves. In, in front of the Daves, right, Greg? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm testing your skills. So anyway, uh, the fire Fire Emblem looked really cool, and I was really happy with Fire Emblem. Plus, they talked a lot more about uh, the, what is it, Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Quest games and Dragon Quest Builders is coming out, which is basically Minecraft, but Dragon Quest. Yep. And mm-hmm. then um, they talked about a new game called Astral Chain. Okay, because I wanted to bring this up. Yeah, Astral Chain looks cool because it's produced by the, some of the team who did Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty thrilled about that. because so, like, Bayonetta's it's... sweet. Yes, so listen here. There are rumors that are saying that Astral Chain is scale-bound. What does that mean? That they're re- you Remember when they were supposed to make that game for Xbox One called yeah. Scalebound? The one where it got the, canceled? Yeah. Apparently the, there were things in Astral Chain that match up to what they were supposed to do in Scalebound. So Scalebound was the game where it was like the Dragon Ball Z. I mean, the Devil May Cry type characters that rode on dragons. And, okay. and and you fought dragons and it looked really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and thank goodness they canceled it because it was either... Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me tell you something. I actually bought an Xbox One because I was excited about Scalebound. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I was pissed when they canceled it. I, dude, that game looked really bad. <laughs> I thought, dude, I went to like the Xbox conferences and watched the live footage of them playing it. You know, live probably with quotations. And I thought it looked awesome. I love the aspect where they were using music uh, with the fighting. And I thought it was really cool. But if it's true that Astro Chain may in fact just be a reskin of Scalebound, I'm very, I'm excited at what this may entail. Well, if that is true, then I think Astral Chain looks really cool. But uh, the thing that enticed me the most was, hey, they had not had a team on this. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good. And yeah. The and it uh it's it's the concept that you play one character but you're actually playing two characters because they're connected by a chain and you use the the characters as one unit yep. to fight because they're always attached by the chain. Interesting. Oh, you know what? I developed a game. I like know. That's what I was. Oh. It's a little different than your idea, though. Yeah, I know. So I actually did develop a game like this one time. It was called Wrench and the Captain, and uh, you were like two. Uh, one's one's like a really tall robot, and one's like this short, stocky uh, William Shatner kind of uh, space, captain. space captain kind of guy. Like so, right. you made Ratchet and Clank, uh, except uh, damn it, <laughs> except except they both get imprisoned and they're shackled together, and it's a top-down shooter like Bullet Hell sort of game. But you're shackled together, and you have to solve puzzles by using your chain. And if you and, and if you walk too far away from each other, then you die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's so it, it was it was a fun game, but uh, neat concept. Yeah, uh, I still haven't made it. That yet, was the first thing so. that I that was the first thing I thought of too when I saw. It. I was like, Astral Chain, two characters connected by a chain. I was like, Jonathan's gonna be pissed. <laughs> but they didn't talk about Metroid Prime Four, but I didn't care because they talked about Fire Emblem. That was the only uh, thing I was there for. You know what? I didn't care because they talked about. Tetris, Tetris ninety nine, <laughs> Tetris ninety nine. Like, oh my god, that, that game looks is so amazing. Freaking awesome. 
Tetris 99 looks so odd. Battle Royale Tetris? I got to play it. You did? So, I got to play it. I play it too. I've played it. Rumi Ramp has played it too as well. He can vouch for how cool it is. How good did you do, Jonah? Not great. Uh, <laughs> so I got up to ninth place. Ow, how is that hard? Because it's different than the classic Tetris uh, controls. So the, the insta-drop uh, is... So the insta-drop button by pushing up on the D-pad, which has never been done before, by the way, in any Tetris oh, whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Um, That's not cool. Uh, you can't shut it wait, off, though. The insta-drop by pressing up? You insta-drop by pressing up. That's normal. Is, no, you rotate by pressing up in the original. No, you press A. Yeah, you press A. A and B. You get A and B and then up. And in, there is no insta drop in um, in, in Are you Tetris. sure? Because I play, there's cause no insta drop in classic Tetris. <laughs> you, that's true. That <laughs> is true. Um, so I was owning Tetris that night. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm psyched out of my mind about. So I, I just think I think the Switch stuff looks really good. Basically, yeah. especially because our our last episode we recorded, we talked for like 15 minutes about Tetris and. <laughs> And then, no like, and then, and then, like immediately after they did, they had a Nintendo Direct conference, and it was like, "Oh, look, Tetris on Nintendo! It's relevant now." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm actually really excited to see where this whole—I uh, mean, not direct partnership, but um, the way that Microsoft and Nintendo are working together to bring <laughs> Xbox Live to the yeah. Nintendo Switch. Yes. Yep. Oh, wait. Yeah. What? Yeah, they're they're connecting yeah. Xbox Live and the Nintendo Network together. Wow, it's just like screw Sony. And, yeah, Sony's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Sony's they're sitting trying in the to push Sony out of the market. Yeah. They can't play nice. <laughs> they, they really can't. They They've already nice had problems Fortnite where there's been cross-platform compatibility, and Sony's always the odd man out for these games. Yeah. Well, guess what? I have a PC now. <laughs> You're all plebs to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that the thought of bringing the Xbox Game Pass and the Nintendo Switch is really, really interesting. I mean, it's not going to be like direct download. It's going to be like the PlayStation Now setup where it's a stream. But I've done PlayStation Now streams and they, they play pretty well. Yep. Yeah, I've tried a couple of them. They're pretty good. And the, one of the reasons why I think they're doing this is because, as people know, over in Japan, like Microsoft's, like the Xbox is just dead over there like no one buys the xbox no one buys their games so i'm thinking that if the two of them team up together yeah nintendo's got the family aspect microsoft's got the action aspect with like your halos etc and sony's got the we're the best console ever aspect (laughs) we're worth the money to yeah. Which I'm actually yeah. starting to agree because yeah. I used to be an Xbox guy, and I'm like, man, I have more fun on PS4. Same, same. Yeah. It, it's true. Although a lot more developers these days are going over to Switch to develop instead of PS4, because you know, as we talked about on the previous episode about how the creators of Sanron Kaga are having trouble making the next game because mm. Sony's telling them that they can't do what they normally do. Again, again, I have a PC. I'm just gonna mod it out. <laughs> There's going to be nudity everywhere on the PC. Actually, yeah, I think there is. I think there's there's uh, mods to get rid of the light shines and just make it full nudity. Titties! Yeah. I thought you were going to Two days after the launch away from Evan's comment, but you ran into it head on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, any more gaming news? I think that's it on my end. What about for you? I mean, I, I already brought up my end with the whole, like, Nintendo and Xbox kind of partnership. That's true, that's true. 
I think I'm going to pre-order Fire Emblem Three Houses before I buy my Switch because uh, they're releasing the special edition of it and it has an art book in it. So I'm thinking that I'm just going to buy the game to get the art book and then eventually I'll get a Switch and I'll, I'll already have the game to play. I feel like that's just too much of a teaser for yourself. You're putting yourself in more agony because you can't play the game right away. I have, I have Skyrim to keep me busy. <laughs> On the PC! <laughs> yes, Skyrim that, mods are amazing. Yes, they are. I'm glad that we've converted you to PC. Oh no, I've always been a... Uh, you didn't. Con- nobody converted me. I've just been like slumbering. Because need to get frost. Because I never. You need to get realistic needs and diseases. Eh, I don't know if I want all the survival stuff. I just want the like the new mods. <laughs> no, not the new mods. Like the the. I mean, those are immersive mods, and I I really like the immersive mods. But I'm like buffing my game to like make it next gen graphics and. Oh yep yep. Okay. Make it like adding. Crap tons of followers my, and companions in the game. All the new magic I've done spells. That, uh, amazing follower tweaks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then you yeah. can you can add kill moves into the game. Like there's extra animations that you can add. Like so, if you're sneaking and you're you're if you were if it's an insta kill, it'll automatically go into a, a slitting the throat animation. Huh. Yep. And you'll just kill the characters. It's really neat stuff. And then uh... and I downloaded a Thundercat race. Actually, I don't think that's a mod. That is literally that slitting the throat thing is actual built into the game. It's it's not actually because it's a mod called Violence. Wait, I don't have that mod, and I do that sneaking slitting the throat move all the time. Wait, you downloaded a Thundercat race? Is yes. there a Horse Girls race? You, huh. there, no, but, huh. but huh. no, but there's Keep the streak alive. There's an Equestria. Uh, you can you can turn a Skyrim into Equestria, and everybody has a My Little Pony head, and they, and it's like really, really, really well done. Like they, lo- everybody looks like a My Little Pony character, and it's really crazy how good it looks. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of which, it has been announced that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is coming to an end. Yes, I did. I did know this. I got to see the My Little Pony movie season. while I was in Washington. How was it? It was a longer, worse episode of the show. <laughs> That's because, why I heard. Because basically all it was was one of those movie the movie yeah. type <laughs> things where they basically cram a whole bunch of fan service and tropes into it. But the actual show is what has all the substance. So it was a movie filled with useless, crappy fan service. And, it was an anime movie. And no substance. <laughs> it was yeah, the Inuyasha films. It was Broly. And, like, so, and so it basically was a movie that had no no circumstance or no consequences to the actual My Little Pony universe. Minus maybe adding a few extra races of, of creatures. But that was about it. Oh my god, it is Broly. Shit. Or Mewtwo Strikes Back. Hmm? YouTube Strikes Back, remember how they have their memory erased and be like, you won't remember this at all. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> wow. They gave it the Men in Black treatment. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do we want to talk about what we're watching? Did we want to do that or first the Crunchyroll Anime Awards? Well, we watched that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Well, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Since Andrew hasn't been here in a few weeks, I feel like... It's time for him to talk about what he's watching. Okay. Um, so I am watching Domestic Girlfriend, and, um, it, and it's, it's trashy. 
And but it's so well written. It's really not. And I mean, it's it's just so trashy that you're just like, what are these characters' morals? And I and I don't understand their morals because their morals are so contradictive that I'm just like, I just don't get it. And but I'm still watching it. I'm, I'm watching it's, it. It's kind of like it's to the point where it's self-aware. Like they have the fr- yeah. he has that the, the fat friend who's just like. Providing our commentary as all this stuff is going on. Yeah, and uh, and I just don't understand what it's trying to be because it's like a love triangle show, but they're like not focusing on the love triangle, and I I, I don't know. I I'll, I'll have to. I'm gonna keep watching it just for the sake. And then I've been watching. Um, I love the affair arc. Yeah, <laughs> like that was my favorite. That was just that was like what like anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then I was watching uh, that. Miss What's-Her-Name-Is-Really-Clumsy. Oh, yeah, Miss Ueno. How yeah. clumsy you are, Miss Ueno. Yeah, and uh, that's cute, but it's boring. And it's it's a funny concept, and I'm glad the episodes are only half episodes, because it's, it's really slow, and the jokes are hit or miss, and, uh, and then... But, but again, it's something to watch. And then I watched the first yeah. couple, and then I watched the first couple episodes of Endro. And oh, like, I love that show so much. I don't really. It's <laughs> it's okay. Like I get it. You it's are like, really crushing me, aren't you? Like, <laughs> like I love this one. I hated it. I, I have love this one. <laughs> uh, and you know, like it's funny. I get the concept. But maybe if it was only the first episode and there wasn't any more, I would have been like, okay, that was good. But there's more, and I'm like, I, I, oh, the joke's over. I get it. Um, and then I'm watching Promise Neverland, and that is yes. awesome. Yeah, and that is awesome. Yes. Promise Neverland is super great. I have, I literally have volume eight with me right now here at in the studio. Studio. Um... <laughs> Because I haven't read it yet, and I'm like, fine. I was like, I didn't read this. Because uh, I, I know, you know, it's so. It was so great when I was in Washington. We put together a crew. I don't know if you guys talked about it because I know I told you guys, but I don't know if you guys talked about this at all. But a group of us every Thursday would sit and watch Promise Neverland, and these are like not anime fans. They're they're people who were just interested in seeing something new, and he's like, oh, we're doing it, and we were dedicated. We loved it so much. Like we were in a room. And every time a twist and turn happened, everybody was like, oh, like, like, you know, oh, no. And we're like, oh, the episode ended there. Oh, what's going to happen next? You know, it was really fun. It was super fun. And even though I know what happens and there's one other guy in the room who knows what happens as well because I read the manga, it's so enjoyable because they did, they're doing such a good job with it. And I, I was, I was weary at first because episode two was really disappointing because they kind of skipped over a couple details. But then I watched it a second time, and I was like, oh, you know what? It wasn't that bad. It was actually really good. Uh, they, they, they skipped those details that was kind of upsetting, but the, the episodes that continued on after that really didn't. They, they're, they're doing a really well job. So the pacing of the show makes me wonder, like, oh, where is this episode going to end? You know, where, where does each episode end? I wonder where they're going to leave it. Because every episode's a cliffhanger, which is the same yeah. thing that they do with each volume. Every volume of Promise Neverland is like the best cliffhanger you've ever seen. Yeah. And it, I hate it. Because <laughs> can I, can it's I so ask, awesome. uh, you, don't, you don't reveal it, but do they ever explain the creepy doll that, um, what's her name has? She That's just the manifestation of her insanity. 
basically okay. it's it's a it's a plot device that's a symbol. It, cause, okay, cause, cause so she, it's not like that she it's not supposed to be like a replacement for maybe a kid that she had that was taken to a farm. Well, maybe you'll ha- you'll, uh. you'll just you'll just have to see. Um, that it's not conf- so right now in the show it's literally just a because she talks to it and it looks creepy, right? So yes. that so that means that it's basically when they show it because there's a lot of uh, visual symbolism. In she's constant. destroyed it and put it back together. Yeah. It's actually a nice little surprise where, oh, it's back on the bed. I thought she ripped its fucking head off. Yeah, so uh <laughs> so it's so it's it's really kind of a symbolic representation of her state of mind. Okay. But we don't but there's all but that's also a something that you'll find out probably in the next episode, actually. In the next episode of The Promised Neverland, which by the time this is released, that will already have happened, and a new episode as well will also be out. Um You'll, you'll see. It's okay. Promise Neverland is still one of the best stories yeah. ever that I've that I've read. It's it's so exciting and it's so well written, and I'm so excited that they actually have a planned ending for it. That is so exciting to me. Where my head is at right now, and spoiler warning. Okay, so tune out if you don't want this. But they've already established what happens to the girls if they reach a certain age and they're smart enough. They conveniently left out what happens to the boys. Yep. So, considering that there's a whole arrangement going on with Ray and Mother, what the hell would happen to Ray if he's not getting shipped out for meat, you know? We don't. We don't know. Exactly. Yeah, so... I'm still thinking there is a breeding aspect to it right now. That has been my recurring theory. Because where did the kids come from? We don't know yet. I guess we just have to find out. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And you know and I don't. I'm just like, oh, I don't want you to tell me, but I, I do, but I don't. No, and trust me, I will never tell you. Because, again, like there, I have my views on spoilers, which is I think they're wrong in any aspect. Because the reason why a, a, a writer and a creator of a property makes uh, a story is because they are taking their time out of their life to spend that time to create an adventure that you will enjoy. And so I wholeheartedly believe that everybody should be able to enjoy that adventure without anybody ruining that adventure that the author works so hard to create. Uh, but would, of course, the internet comes I, along yeah. and be like, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I would, it's I, actually Peter Pan who's making the kids. That was the promised Neverland. I would especially never ruin Promised Neverland because I think it's one of the greatest stories that I've read in a very long time. For those who haven't heard this before, ask us how I feel about AMV sometime. <laughs> oh, I will tell you about AMVs. <laughs> so many AMVs. I know. And again, I know I'm repeating this, but how you're excited about Promise Neverland is how I'm feeling about Dr. Stone. And I'm looking forward to seeing what that show is going to be like when it airs this summer, because the manga for that is just out of this world. I think the thing that Promise Neverland has over Dr. Stone is 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 Promise Neverland isn't focused on boobs as much. <laughs> well, Dr. Stone does, isn't focused on boobs either. Uh, I don't know. I, they, there's there, it's the characters are very chesty and and they they're very they they they're making it very prominent that they're very chesty. Yeah, and yeah. I'd rather look at 12-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. There's a joke. It was yeah. a joke. It was a joke. Yes. <laughs> Calm Ready down, internet. Satire. It's a joke. <laughs> Get back. Get back. 
Okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, so that's what I've been watching. What up? <laughs> so, what have I been watching? Oh, yeah. So, I've been watching... Um, <laughs> this is kind of like a little bit of Into the West. Uh, but, uh, so... I took the time out of my day to watch the live-action uh, Disney original movie of Kim Possible. You did? <laughs> yeah. oh. there's, there's one? There was one. And we came across it by accident <laughs> and found out that it was premiering when we watched it. <laughs> and it was worse than a Power Rangers episode. <laughs> <laughs> was Which, Christy Carlson Romano in it? Yes, she was... Uh, but she made a cameo as a pop star, and it was cringeworthy. Oh, um, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Oh no, wait, sorry. Shia LaBeouf was even Stevens. Dang it, Christopher yeah. Romano. Um, no, Will Friedle did not make a mm. appearance. Um, who? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> who else? Uh, so I don't know who the girl was who played Kim Possible, but uh, the guy who played Ron Christy Scott Carlson Romano wasn't it? Was <laughs> wait, was it? She put, she voiced Kim Possible. I forgot oh, not live okay, action. <laughs> yeah. So so the guy who played Ron Stoppable and this was a live action version, by the way. If I did not explain that, um, but yeah. So it was was the the kid who plays uh, Adam Goldberg in the Goldbergs, oh. and that show's amazing. And uh, he did his best with the script that he was given. Mm-hmm. It actually like legitimately felt like. Uh, you know, a Kim Possible episode. The characters were all very accurate to how they were doing. Uh, Professor Dracus, I, I think that's his name. The the played main, by Will Arnett, the main villain. Yeah, it wasn't Will Arnett, but uh, <laughs> but he was great. He, like I loved watching him. Uh, and then like his was she go still sexy? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. I don't know how old she go is, so let's maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> She she seems like she's... I'm pretty sure she's an adult because yeah. she's working with Doctor Drac. Yeah, what's his face? Yeah, Doctor Drago. She's got um, hips. She does have hips. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they uh, they they. I don't know why they did this. I that's like when I look at this <laughs> show, I I don't know why does why this exist. They made this movie. Kim Who asked great. for it? No, yeah, right. Exactly. Who asked for it? And like, what was the last time we got a Disney original movie? And they and they were premiering it like a Disney original movie from the late '90s, early 2000s. Too. Ooh, so freak. it was so that was cool. It, and but it was like, why now? Why now? Why this? How come? Why? 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, that wasn't the only thing that I watched though. What else did I watch? I watched um, which I, actually I think all of us wanted to talk about, which was. Um, uh, Dynaman on uh, yes ver- on, <laughs> Dynaman. Ver- on Verve, uh, which was the way that I described it. It was the original, uh, the source of where Power Rangers came from. It was a, it was a Die Ranger, uh, Super Sentai Die Ranger, uh, Japanese version, and they gave it the MXC or Kung Pao uh, treatment. For those of and you who don't from, know like, what the MXC late 80s is, when this originally aired because it was on USA Network on the Night Flight, but then they moved it to Nickelodeon for a re-airing. Yeah, and now Night Flight is on IFC. I wonder how much of our audience knows what MXC is. Yeah, I wonder. Most Extreme Elimination, Elimination cha- Challenge. Which was originally Takashi's Tower. Yeah. Uh, castle. Takashi's Castle, thank you. In Japan, mm-hmm. it was a game show, and they redubbed it to make it a funny thing. Yep. Uh, and so they did it with Dynaman. And it was... I thought that some of the script writing for it was really funny. 
Like, well, it helps because it had Mark McKinney from the Kids in the Hall help to write it and to mm, voice one of the characters. That makes a lot of sense. Oh. Um, can can like, I say that how much I approve of watching Power Rangers fight to the music of Huey Lewis in the news? Because yeah. if my three-year-old self was watching this when it first aired, he would have had a field day with it. Yeah, it was it was just like a really weird experience, but something that was really funny. If you want to watch it, it's on uh, Verve for uh, in the Verve Select, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dynaman. Uh, you know what else is in Ver- uh, Verve Select? No, what is it? Thundercats. Oh, I thought you were going to say Riding Bean. I thought you were going to say Riding Bean, too. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, But Riding Bean is freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, What else? Uh, Oh, yeah. So, uh, the... But the actual anime that I've been watching this season, uh, I've been hooked on Rise of the Shield Hero. Right. Yeah. That's the one you told me that I need I, or that I need to watch. Yeah. Uh, um it's it's great. It's it's an isekai, but like it's good. What? Yeah. How? Right? I know. <laughs> and uh there's there's great characters, there's great story writing uh and it it takes a a very relevant twist at the very beginning of the series with a furry harem? No. <laughs> it uh, the very first episode that kicks off pretty much the entire thing is everybody hates the shield hero because all he does is use his shield powers, which is a funny joke in the beginning. But then, like, they accuse, like, one of, they set him up so that, like, he's accused of sexually assaulting one of his party members. And then, and then he becomes a villain and everybody hates him. And the entire show is him trying to fight back for his innocence. Huh. That's what the show's about. And it's like, it's like, what? You had this great joke. That that could be like, oh, he's just a shield hero. And they take it completely serious the entire time. And so, like, but but it's great. It's so good, you know? I, but my question is, is why does that have to be an isekai? Yeah, right. Like, why couldn't he just, why couldn't it just exist in a fantasy world? And why does this person have to come from another world? The, the isekai aspect of it is really interesting, though. Because there are four heroes, and, and so there's shield, spear, sword, and uh, bow. And so they all come from, uh, and they all get summoned at the same time, and it's like, oh, we got this thing that's exactly like Pacific Rim, except it's fantasy monsters instead of giant robots. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, like, you have a month to prepare and level up and stuff like that before they come, and you have to fight them. And the shield hero can't do anything. Haha, ha, you're the shield hero. And then they find out that they're all from the exact same point in time. Um, they are just alternate reality versions of each other from different alternate reality Japans. So, like, huh. there's four heroes in the show. And they're each given different aspects because of their personalities based on the uh, Jap- Japan universe that they come from. Um, really interesting. Really great show. I love it. Um, I highly recommend it. It's nothing like Sword Art Online. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Sword Art Online. Another joke. <laughs> um, but that's the one that I liked. Anybody else watching anything? Well, anything? I already mentioned that I like the shows that Andrew don't, doesn't seem to like. <laughs> I'm just continuing Tokyo Ghoul. So far, so good. A lot of ghouls, a lot of death. Nice. Mm. 
Gonna go to Newberry Comics and buy yourself one of those zipper masks. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Newberry Comics, try Hot Topic. Oh, that's mm. it. That's the one, Hot Topic. Yes. Well, either way, it's gonna cost 40 bucks to buy that one little piece of leather. Oh, forget <laughs> about it. I'd rather buy that beanie we talked about a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, you weren't here for that. No. No, so we talked about um, a Boogie Pop. Uh, they, they made, like, this... Oh, yeah, Boogie Pop Phantom. Uh, extend- extendable. The, it, it's a uh, elongated uh, arms, uh, and they made this like giant. Uh, you, you ever see those like British soldiers or the, the fancy dressed up ones with like those yeah. funny top hat things? Uh, <laughs> that's that's what they did. Painted a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they did with this outfit. They created this super like baggy uh, hoodie and a that fuzzy hat you see on those English soldiers. Uh, type of beanie, and mm-hmm. I thought it looked dope, but I guess John <laughs> didn't want to buy it. I would never invest money in it. And I'm kind of uh, heartbroken a little bit. But I was like, hey, maybe Andrew will buy it because it seems more of his style, and I gotta show you a picture of it, because I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> it Sounds does look like me. Southern Marilyn Manson wore in the early 2000s. <laughs> and that makes it even better. Yeah. All right. So, what's next? Derek? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, I already mentioned what I was watching. Right. You're right. We talked about the Promise Neverland. Let's talk about the Crunchyroll Awards. Yeah. I did not watch them. Um, good. <laughs> well, uh, listen, listen. Okay, so to be, you know, this is their third year doing it. Maybe next year will be better. It took us four years to perfect the wikis, so. But they they started. I wouldn't off, even call us what we have perfected. But they but they started off strong and just keep getting worse. How are they gonna? How are they gonna get better if you just keep getting worse? I think I think they have potential. I mean, it's not gonna be as bad as when Spike TV did those horrible video game awards. Oh, I remember that. Uh-huh. It's not as bad as when GAs rich people masturbate over themselves making movies called the Oscars. Speaking of which, no, I'm I, oh, I thought you were going to make a Robert Kraft reference there. Oh, oh. Uh, sports fans don't get that joke. Pat Nation, <laughs> he's he's old. That's gross. <laughs> uh, so also, he's really cheap. What reports tell? <laughs> Greg has his hands down, like in his palms, because he's like all the editing that I have yeah, to do. I'm gonna have episode. to cut out all this stuff. This episode is going to kill me. 
forget forget homework. Wicked anime all week. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the Crunchyroll Awards were interesting this year because they took away the audience in some aspects of it, which I think was a good idea because it allowed them to concentrate more on the teleprompters that they were reading from. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, they, they, they couldn't read teleprompters to save their lives, but, um, a, which it, is surprising because they must be watching subs all day long. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's literally their job is to read. <laughs> um, it, it was weird because there, the fact that they didn't have the audience in place of where, like, they were announcing the awards, they were pulling them out of, like, these grab boxes, and there was an award inside that had the name printed on it. And mm-hmm. then, like, you hear the camera men, like, cheering and clapping oh, because... That's cringy. They need people to cheer because, like, you're just sitting... Otherwise, you're just like, congratulations in a silent room to nobody. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's what it was. And... That's really sad. It was... It was awkward, uh, to say the least, and it was. And my Hero Academia won pretty much everything. Uh, well, I not like, everything, not everything. I Although, let's let's talk about let's talk about the big middle finger where they actually won the best movie against Mirai and Night is Short Walk On Girl. Uh, uh, which one won that? Wait, did my Hero Academia win the movie? The movie, my, my Hero Academia, the movie. Won Two the movie. heroes. Which, okay, so My Hero Academia movie is an excellent My Hero Academia movie. And I think Derek can vouch on, on that as well, too. Yes, now I'm wondering, though, okay, did Dragon Ball Super Broly just not qualify? Because not I yet. Actually liked, okay, yeah, I liked that more than the My Hero Academia movie, but I still appreciate the movie for what it was. Right, I, but with that being said, it does not belong in the same sentence as Mirai or Night of Short Walk On Girl. Yeah. The one thing that I loved about that part, though, was... So Tristan, Glass, uh, glass Reflection. Yes! And I so, loved his reaction. And some other person was there, too. Uh, and both of them were... Like, the host was like, so, which movie do you think deserves to win this category? And both of them were like... Machia, yeah. which wasn't even a nomination, yeah. but they were like, yeah. Machia deserves to win this category, <laughs> and like they they just like didn't want to participate. Like they were like, until the host was like, which one in the category though? And they're like, if I had to pick one from the category, and Tristan picked Mirai, which was like awesome. Yeah, um, I forget what the other person picked, <laughs> dude. All I can say is that if Wicked Anime was on this award show when we made it on there, I would just... We wouldn't be invited back. No, we would never be invited back, and I'd be so proud of it. I would be like, thanks for coming out, everybody! Like, wow, look at all these people here! This is so cool! I'd be like, F your anime. Goblin Slayer wins. <laughs> With one My Hero Academia win. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So, My Hero Academia won uh, Best Movie, Best Boy. I best think. Boy, Best Antagonist for All for One. Uh, best Fight see. Scene. Best Fight Scene. Best Fight Scene. Best, best English Voice. Yeah, Best English for, Voice. You know, Bakugo should have won Best Girl. <laughs> <laughs> High totally five, Greg. Good job. Thank Good you. joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then other examples of winners was Violet Evergarden. Which one? Best animation. 
hit the nineties band. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, uh so Devilman did win Best Anime. The, it won Best Anime of the Year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and everybody was like, Yeah, I could see that. It was because it, it it emotionally tore me tore me to pieces. Yeah, that could mm-hmm. that could be good. Pretty much. That is the sign right there that I'm, as I'm looking at you, that you are really dead inside after because you just said emotionally tore me to pieces and you just have no emotion in there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was pretty scarring, and and I knew going in, I knew it was going to be scarring because I've watched it since the old stuff of of Devil Man, and so that was emotionally scarring. So I did that to myself. But now I, like, just repress those feelings and put them away in a box somewhere. And I was just like, devil man, ah! <laughs> and then he willingly did it again. <laughs> Which is why we can run an anime podcast. Because <laughs> um, we're dead inside. Uh, so, we... They also did this thing where they were switching back and forth, and there was, like... There was a live audience in this bar where they were... <laughs> Everyone's getting drunk in there, it's like, alright, yeah. Oh! We can't forget the sponsor, though. Devil May Cry 5 on the... Uh, <laughs> Do you mean Devil Man Cry Baby 5? <laughs> yeah, they kept doing that. They kept saying Devil Man Cry Baby 5. Really? <laughs> yeah, instead of Devil May Cry 5. Oh my gosh. But but literally, <laughs> they you could you could ma- you could have made it a drinking game. Every time they say Capcom and Devil Man... I almost did it. Yeah. Devil May Cry 5. You take a shot. And you would have been dead. Like there, they Poisoning said it. For everybody. They would have said it. They said it so many times. It's like they should have probably gotten at least like a second sponsor. Like you know how in Wheel of Fortune, when they do the prize round, is brought to by Eggland, the world's freshest eggs. Yeah, they could have at least done that. They could have. They could have sold the windshield by these by these soot sprite keychains, and that's it. Get some soot sprite keychains. <laughs> Those are cheap, right? No. 20 bucks. <laughs> Ugh. I don't... <laughs> I, wanna, I don't think that was a joke anybody was going to get. I don't I don't want to talk about... I don't want to talk about Crunchyroll anymore. <laughs> it make me sad. Um, so, yeah. So, it was, it was like a pretty boring experience overall. Like, honestly, I think my overall thoughts on the Crunchyroll Awards was like, I was bored. And I there was a time... Where um, Evan, like I, I texted Evan and yeah. I said, um, where like I texted Evan and I was like, I think I'm going to stop watching this. And he was like, well, guess what? There's only two categories left. And I said, <laughs> and I said okay, I will stick it out. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, so that's, that's my thoughts on that. Um. But we uh, also made a compromise that in this episode we would also talk about what's going to happen tonight, another award show, the Oscars. To, uh, when I say tonight, I mean the tonight of this recording, meaning mm-hmm. that if you're listening to this right now, the Oscars have already happened. But we are going to make our predictions on this episode of some of the categories, not all of them, on some of the categories, and we'll see how wrong we are <laughs> two weeks after the uh two weeks after the you know yeah the fact the fact so um let's talk about a bunch of rich people that love each other and only each other and pat themselves on the back for being rich and why do they get awards again because they can (laughs) because they're rich 
And they have opinions. So let's go through a couple of the nominees and let's talk about it. Uh, so actor in a leading role, they have Christian Bale for Vice, and they have Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe at, uh, for At Eternity's Gate, Remy Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. It was good. Yeah. I've watched Vice. Christian Bale was fantastic was as fat. Dick Cheney. <laughs> I've only seen two of those uh, five movies. And I have to say, I, Vice was very off-putting. I don't know, like, I, I don't know if I could give the award to him. But then again, I guess that's what makes the movie. Uh, Greg, Christian Bale is a crazy person. You he, have he's to, a super-heavy yeah, method actor. Yeah, you have, to, you have to appreciate how crazy he is and how he's going to eventually kill himself because of how crazy he is. Yeah, we've never seen... This is interesting because we've never seen fat Christian Bell before. We've seen emaciated Christian Bell before. Uh, <laughs> twice, as a yeah, matter of fact. Machinist. And, and, and um, super buff Christian Bale. Yeah. And hockey pads Christian Bale. Hockey pads Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Christian Bale and Jick Cheney actually have the same birthday? That's interesting. Ipso facto, Christian Bale wins. Hands yeah. Down. <laughs> um, He's clearly the best actor in the world when he changes his birthday to be the same as the, as the pre- uh, vice president. <laughs> okay, but let's be honest. So I would love to see Viggo Mortensen win this category for Green Book, but Bradley Cooper's going to win for A Star is Born. No. Oh. <laughs> a Star is Born is going to sweep everything. Let's let like they're already so they're already talking about like when they when they talk about the Oscars that are gonna happen, they're like, and for the first time ever, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga on stage together performing live. <laughs> like that's how they advertise it, which means that they're trying to psych everybody up for the fact that these two people are gonna be so prominent during the Oscars. That they're going to win every category. That's what they thought last year for that uh, Ryan Gosling movie and Emily. Stone. Oh, La La Land. La La Land. Yeah, and, and then it just got absolutely demolished in best picture category. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that was two years ago. Yeah, it was. What won last fun. year? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't John Wick. Was it? so? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves wins every category. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Skip that. Uh, <laughs> you, what, how do you not want By an actor in a actor supporting, in a supporting role. role? This is huge. Come on, yeah, yeah. What, where are the picks? So we have uh, the nominees are Marsha Sheila I, Ali. I totally butchered that. Uh, Green Book. Adam Driver in Black Klansman. Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell in Vice. Can Sam Rockwell win two years in a row? Yeah, I want. I, I want, want Sam Rockwell. I want to him to win. Get enough credit. Because yeah. well, Stan Rockwell is like one of the most underrated actors of all time. Yeah, um, oh, but again, and he did play a great George W. Bush. But again, Sam with Elliott. that being said, though, Sam Elliott. Yep. Stan, How can Stan you Elliott. not choose Sam Elliott? I don't know who that is. It's uh, he's he, he's uh, the Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I had a Ghost Rider. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he hasn't even won a Oscar. I don't think in his career. Uh, he was no. the only Earp brother who died. <laughs> and Tombstone. Tombstone. You gotta watch Tombstone. You gotta watch Tombstone. <laughs> you know, I hope... Tombstone's that, a good movie. I hope yeah. Sam Elliott wins. He deserves it. Yeah. 
Well, it's a Star is Born, so again, like I said, they're going to win. <laughs> Lady Gaga, this is an actress in a, in, a, in a leading role. Lady Gaga's going to win, hands down. Well, all right, so let's go with the category. Let's see who else is in it. Yep. So uh, we have Yalitza Apricio for uh, Roma, uh, Glenn Close in The Wife, uh, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Okay, so let's cut that last nomination out, and we'll just have those four. Well, first of, all, I heard, <laughs> first of all, I heard that Can You Ever Forgive Me was a bad movie. It wasn't good. I didn't see it, so I can't say... But they paid enough money to get a nomination. Yeah, in, yeah right. Um, so, I mean, I heard I heard great things about The Favorite. I heard yeah. amazing things. I don't even know what that is. It's like a it's like a um, Victorian era piece about rich, spoiled brat people. That's I heard it's pretty funny, too. Yeah, it's supposed to be a comedy. Okay. But, oh, then maybe it's not boring. Yeah. It's got, it's got Emma Stone in it, but I think it's going to oh. be okay. Um so, okay, actress in a supporting role, Amy Adams for Vice, Marina de Tarva for Roma, uh, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. I've never even heard of that movie. Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weiss for The Favorite. I didn't even I, know. I just want Regina King to win so we can say that Huey and Riley Freeman own an Oscar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't even know that two actresses or two people in the same movie could be in the same category. I thought they didn't. They tried to avoid that. It, it's because it's the actresses, not the um, n- not the movie itself. I, I just, right, but they get their own personal trophy. The movie doesn't. No, no, I, I understand that, yeah. but I'm just saying I'm, I thought they wouldn't try to do that. I think we should just give everybody a trophy. Yes, yes I think so too. <laughs> no, because then that's then... a participation trophy. Because or... <laughs> then, because then, either Emma Stone or Rachel Weisz is going to feel bad <laughs> that the that the DVD trailer is going to come out and it says award uh, like uh, uh, Oscar winning uh, Emma Stone and nominee <laughs> Rachel Weisz. <laughs> okay. Let me know everyone gets a trophy, because then Rob Schneider would have like 30. <laughs> <laughs> if only he did. <laughs> so this is uh, a category that I'm super excited to hear the winner of, or I think we all are, rather. Uh, best Animated Feature Film. So the nominees are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirari. Mirai. Mirai. I can't read it. Uh, well, Ralph Breaks the Internet, oh and Spider-Man gosh. Into the Viterbrook. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> So, this is the most convoluted section ever, because Spider-Verse was amazing, yeah. Mirai was amazing, um... Isle of Dogs was fantastic, Isle, Isle of Dogs, I still haven't seen it yet, but <laughs> I can guarantee you that it's a wonderful movie. It is. But it's I actually fight... saw it the day before PAX East, and I just ate it up, it was so but good. But it's, it's honestly a fight between Incredibles 2 and Ralph Wrecks the Internet, which, Aww. why does no, that no, even no. get... I'm why thinking that, that they're going to cancel get... each other out. No, and why does that? Why does Ralph Breaks the Internet even get a nominee? That movie was horrible. Like, it wasn't even... Because my kids saw it and they thought it was That funny. movie was so <laughs> bad. Like, I, I can't even imagine... Like, even Oscar movies that are bad were just like, I can see why that would win an Oscar. Ralph, Ralph Breaks the, the Internet wasn't even Oscar-worthy in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it was, it was a, a movie for babies written... <laughs> By twelve year olds, like it's uh, once it, once again, it's 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 just frozen all over again, and it was just like, yeah, I get it. It had a bunch of crappy Broadway music in it. Frozen had a little bit of competency that we could yeah. See I will yeah. say that the trailer for Frozen Two was a lot more badass than I thought it was going to be. Which t- doesn't. I didn't even. I didn't even watch. It. I I watched it and I was just like, we don't need. It. I I get it. It's another one. We don't need a Frozen Two. 
Well, if, you, if we can go back to Evan's point from a couple of weeks ago, hopefully it works out that Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet can cancel each other out because, to me, they're virtual, or to, I, I would, to most of us, I would assume, the movies kind of cancel each other out and then one of the other three better contenders. But see, but that's just it. That's what is the animation the Globes and that's how Spider-Verse won. See, the animation section is so dumb because those are the most important movies... But but nobody watches them because they they're not considered to be adult films, and they're just like, ah, oh, my, my kids said that this was good, and so Spider Verse, uh, I think Mirai should win, but it's too. not going to. Yeah. I think Spider, and if if Mirai's not going to, I think Spider Verse should win. Yep, mm. I agree. Um, and yeah. and Wes Anderson is amazing, so he, I'm glad he got the nomination. Yep, but Incredibles two. And Ralph Breaks the Internet shouldn't even be on this list. Did you see Incredibles 2? No. Okay, I did. It was good. It was good. It mm. wasn't great. Yeah, but it... it I have it on my Netflix queue. It should not even be on the list. Yeah. Um, I I agree. They, they Those two movies don't even touch the depth that those other three movies went into. Yep. Agreed. Especially Spider-Verse. And I have to ask you guys, because I don't know this personally... How long does it normally take to do an animated film? So <laughs> I actually did, uh, or actually I saw a video on um, how they made Spider Verse, and they kept re- right. they kept replaying this. Um, I think it was like a ten second clip. Of it took them a year to do it. Spider Man, yeah, yep. swinging through. Yeah, and it took them a, a year because, and they went through, and the video itself was like, okay, this is the first draft, this is the second draft, this is the third draft. Now we're gonna digitally add in the webs, and now we're gonna add in the flare and the taxes oh, and stuff like that. Yes. And the video itself was like twenty minutes long, and and, and like, but they, like that's skipping over all the stuff that they had to do to put it all in there, you know. Mm. So like. A long, long, long time went into Spider-Verse. I mean, I really want to drive home a point to the listeners that it took a year for 10 seconds of footage (laughs) for them to finally get the artwork the way they wanted it to go. Yes. If this doesn't win, I will be very upset. Well, I I just don't get it. I mean... And I don't think Mirai should win because this is an anime podcast. That would be dumb. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, because I, like I say, Mirai, or Mamoru Hosoda is my favorite filmmaker. He's my favorite filmmaker not an anime director not an anime movie maker not an you know not animated films he writes the best stories and and that's and he's like one of my favorite directors of all time mm. i and so it has nothing to do with anime that mariah should win i think mariah should win because it's just incredible it's an amazing film i could see that definitely it's marvelous needs to win <laughs> it's just they, they did for spider-verse I think they said there was at least three or four layers that went into that animation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many normal layers of animation are there? One. Well, I mean, like, if um, you're just if you're just making a CGI movie, like you, Pixar. Type yeah. Level. If you're just making a CGI movie, then you make a CGI movie. But if you're making a movie like Spider Verse, they did like the CGI, then they did the uh, 2D animation, and then they did the like text animation. It, it, like it's they basically use all they use gra- motion graphics, 2D and 3D animation. All in the same movie. And line, there was line, I think there was a fourth one. There was line. Vector? Or spline? Spline animation? I don't know if it was spline, but they mentioned something, it was like an article I read up for one of my classes, but there's something with line animation on top of it, and it was like, it's like a stack. It's like a cake. Yeah. A tier cake. Yeah. Something like that. Well, 
it, either way, there's it, there's some amazing things on here, but I'm going to be very angry when they actually... I, I predict that I'm going to be angry. If I'm not, then I'm going to be very happy. I would just say... I, I, think we need to, I think you need to live stream yourself when you when this nomination hits television. Yeah, just that one part. Yeah, just I, that one. I'm just Andrew. Now, best animated feature film is going to be A Star is Born. <laughs> Good joke. Okay. Um, as we go down the list of categories, uh, let's do director. Let's do let's do best director. Directing. Uh, Spike Lee, Black Klansman. Hope not. Uh, uh, Cold War. Powell Pawlikowski. Um, the favorite. Your Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh my gosh. Uh, Roma. Alfonso Cuarón. Oh my. <laughs> And Vice, Adam McKay. <laughs> so it's either going to be Spike Lee or Adam McKay because those are the easiest names to say. I hope it's not Spike Lee. I want. I, I, don't I want Adam McKay to win. I, 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 like I said, I did really enjoy Vice. I like the satirical aspects too of that film, and I thought they dealt with that brilliantly. I heard that Black Klansman was a fantastic film. So well, I heard he's also a vehement racist. So. I saw Black Klansman and I liked it, but I'm just going to say in a general term, there were reservations that kept me from really liking it. So it I don't know how to exactly put it. I above average liked it, but I would have gave it a better score if there were these things that I feel like he tried to point out about certain things. About I know s- I know it's being culture. super vague. <laughs> but kind of not. <laughs> but it's like... You know, the level of relation to the topic just wasn't there. No. Wow, okay. dead silence. <laughs> Wait, so who do we want to win on directing? Nobody. Uh, Adam <laughs> Nobody. I don't want. I don't want anybody to win. I just hope. I just hope they go there and they're just like, sorry, there's no trophy. You just want Adam McKay because it's yeah. Easy for them. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, yeah, keep going. We are just going down the list. Um, have you have you gotten the best song yet? Yeah, best music. Let's do let's do best original music. Best is it best best music original score or best music original song? Which one? Best song, best music, music original score. Uh, uh, original score. Uh, it's song. Song. Well, there's yeah, actually song two first. separate categories. So okay, original score, score, score is originally written. I think. It's like yes. the it's the or, yeah it's the orchestra. Black like, Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, Mary Poppins Returns. Ooh. I will say Isle of Dogs, because they did an amazing mixture of Western and Eastern kind of instrumentation to bring the soundtrack of Isle of Dogs to life. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, I really want to see Isle of Dogs! Yeah. Um, and, okay, music. Uh, original song. All the Stars from Black Panther. Uh, I'll, I'll Fight from RBG. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Oh, Ruth Bader Uh The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns, Shallow from A Star is Born, and When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I Who's love that enough? song in Buster Scruggs. What? Post Malone wasn't on there for Spider-Verse? Darn. No, 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 no. Well, well we all <laughs> know what the like best it. Spider-Man <laughs> song was from that movie. Oh, Spidey Bell, Spidey Bell, swinging <laughs> Well, but I really have the right score. Stop playing that! Stop playing it! Uh, 
but I really, really, really want a shitty rap mumble rapper to win because everybody thinks he's awesome, but everybody has really bad taste in music. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I actually, oh, I bought the soundtrack to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and normally I wouldn't buy a single album from any of those musicians, but it just works so well, in my opinion, of that movie. I like the original score to Spider-Verse. I don't like the soundtrack. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I this one's obvious. A Star is Born is going to win. Like, Shallow <laughs> from A Star is Born is going to win. It's the only song that they've talked about since the Emmys. So, um, I was right. gonna say no to me the Golden Globes, but yeah, probably the Emmys too. <laughs> Actually, the Golden Globes happened before the Emmys, didn't they? Emmys happened uh, before <laughs> the Golden Globes. Since the Tonys, um, so let's <laughs> let's just do Best Picture, and we'll call it a category. Since best the category. So, Best Picture: Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. Wow. Those are all movies that I didn't see, nor did I care about. I probably Except s- for Bohemian Rhapsody. That was pretty good. I think I've seen three or four of these. I really wanted to see Green Book. So, Bohemian Rhapsody was a really good movie, but I don't think it was Oscar-worthy. I feel like it was just another movie that got made about a musician who... It's, it's a biopic. Yeah, the it's a biopic, bio- but they, they, like, you know, they changed a lot of the things that actually happened in his life just to make it more of a fairy tale. That's yeah, the, that's, the, that's the problem with biopics is that yeah. sometimes life isn't as interesting as you hoped. Well, they're making Rocket Man now for Elton John. He's alive. Yeah. Like, are <laughs> they, they I reckon, though, that his... I bet, yeah, he had an interesting life, though. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would... I, I would in the same way that I'm, I was really excited when they were making Bohemian Rhapsody, it was like, move about Freddie Mercury, all right! Because I love Queen. Um, I feel the same way about Elton John. I would totally go see a movie about Elton John, because I love Elton John. I remember specifically, when we were little kids, we watched the VH1 behind the music on Elton John. And his movie is going to be crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like just like the, you know... I mean, the, even the whole story behind Someone Save My Life Tonight is just like... An incredibly, like, powerful story. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it it's going to be good. But I, like, are they going to change the ending so Elton John dies at the end? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Please, Elton Fred- John, don't die. Because <laughs> Freddie Mercury did. <laughs> it's like, well, Freddie Mercury died of AIDS at the end. I guess, like, we'll have to put that at the end of every movie now for biopics. Yeah. By the way, I wouldn't even say that Bohemian Rhapsody was a fantasy biopic. They did show some of the really dark stuff that happened. They, yes, but uh, they they ha- they basically for time's sake they Hollywooded it. Up. Yeah, they Hollywooded. Yeah, they, they Hollywooded a lot it up. of the like because uh, Bohe- when they actually wrote Bohemian Rhapsody, they made it look like Freddie Mercury wrote the whole thing. But what actually happened with Bohemian Rhapsody was they couldn't write a song. So everybody wrote their own song and then they mashed it together into one song and everybody was like, no, this is my song. No, I wrote the song. No, I wrote this song. And he's just like, no, guys, we all wrote this song. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's why that's why the, the song is so jarring and so like it's changed tones and shifts and it's a brilliant song. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody is such a great song. It's such a world changing song. It's so good. So I, does I can that listen mean, to it over and over. Yeah, yeah so that, does that mean that when you listen to Bohemian Rhapsody, you can distinctly hear four different parts? 
Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Is that what, if they did that for the Beatles, would it only be three parts? <laughs> yeah. be like, and then there's Ringo. And then there's Ringo's part. They that have like, done that before. Who uh, doesn't love Ringo's Day in the Life is the best example where that's literally two songs just cut and pasted together. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. Kind of like Transformers. The original Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> two different animations put together. <laughs> to make one glorious 80s cartoon. Okay. I don't understand why animated movies can't be in the best picture category, because it's still a picture. Because it's happened in the past, but it the last time it happened, wasn't it Snow White and the Beast? Oh, you're they're, right. It might have been Beauty and the Beast. Because Hollywood is just filled with a bunch of filthy snobs that are patting themselves on the back for political reasons so they can stand up on stage and win a trophy and win even more money than they already have. Did you guys know that I hate Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't... We do now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about um, a movie that's going to be on next year's nominations list for everything because it was amazing. Well, who, I'm sorry. Who do we think will win? Because I don't think we said who. Oh, Best Picture? Yes, because we just talked about some of the... A Star is Born. Star is Star Born. Star Born's going to win. That's what, like, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although, granted, like, and I'm being serious about this, I honestly think that's going to be twisted so that an African-American actor wins something. For which one? For Best Picture. You got you got, you got got Black Panther and Black Landsman up there. Oh, yeah. Well, because they did that with the, with 12 Years a Slave as well. Which, I'm by guessing, the way... I'm guessing they'll give it to Spike Lee. That'll be... Uh, uh, which, by uh, the, which, by the way, is like... Isn't that the reason... Like, I'm not being racist. I'm, try, I'm like, legitimately asking about this. Isn't this why they make Crazy Rich Asians? So that there could be an Asian representation at That's that? right. Why yeah, was why was it that nominated? Right. I actually loved Crazy Rich Asians. I did too. I watched it on the flight. I loved it. Really? Yeah, I really truly love Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, I actually didn't... I wanted to watch it, but I didn't watch it because somebody... A few people were telling me it's a chick flick. So I was like, it, it's a romantic comedy, but... It's I a rom-com, but it's a smart but, rom-com. But because... Evan told me. Evan was like, "This movie is amazing, and you need to watch it." I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." But I, uh, but I went onto the plane, and there it was, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is the perfect opportunity." And I watched it, and I legitimately enjoyed it. From You're beginning welcome, to end, dude. I legitimately enjoyed <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians. And how was it? Was it even nominated for anything? No, Scroll no. through. Scroll no. through. <laughs> Quick, Command F. Yeah, Command F. Command, Command F. F. <laughs> I don't have command on this. <laughs> you don't have oh, sorry. Control F. Now typing crazy rotations. <laughs> nope. You're already you're already out of it. What? No, it's not even nominated. Nope. No nomination. Are you kidding? Not a single one. How are we supposed to appeal to China when we don't even nominate the movies made for them? So <sighs> yeah, I actually didn't know you could do that on a PC. So now I know. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about a movie that's going to be nominated next year, because it was awesome, Battle Angel Alina. Uh, John Wick 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we saw an and anime Secret Life movie, of and, they <laughs> <laughs> and they finally, Hollywood did it, guys. They made an entertaining anime film. Yay! Felt like an anime. Yeah. In a way. Um, so... Here's my long and short, no spoilers review of Battle Angel Alita. The movie was really fun to watch. The story was an absolute mess. And the pacing was very strange. But it was really cool to watch because Battle Angel is a really great anime property. I love Battle Angel. 
so we have uh, we saw a review when when it was first being released, and actually somebody on IGN released a, a review, and it, they knew what they were talking about. They knew the original property and everything like that, and they had mentioned Shocking. that uh, <laughs> uh, IGN's okay. Uh, they had mentioned that uh, Battle Angel Alita was uh, the movie was the first four volumes of the manga. Yes. Which is interesting because there's like four different arcs that it goes through. So watching Battle Angel Alita felt like you were binge watching four episodes of a Netflix show. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We don't mean that in a bad way though. Well, there were some points when I was just like, oh man, they still have to cover this topic. Oh man, they still have to cover this topic. And they did, you know, and, and it felt, it felt long and it felt like the end, it had like four different endings. And, there was there was one scene, no spoilers, there was one scene that I almost instantaneously fell asleep through, and it was, I would even give you my heart. Um, <laughs> so, but other than that, every single scene in the in the film was visually stunning. I loved Alita. The Yeah, Alita. I loved Alita. Was great. I had no clue that Robert Rodriguez could put together, like, a comprehensible... A, a competent movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I mean, Desperado, those movies were no, good. No, he, he makes fun movies. Yeah, he does make really fun movies. Yeah, he fun. makes he, fun films. Robert Rodriguez, yeah, he makes great, fun movies, which this was. But this was the first one that was like, wow, Robert Rodriguez, you made something ambitious that didn't look like it was made on a $5 bill. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> And do you know how many pesos that is in Mexico? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Uh, <laughs> I broke Greg. Yep. But, um, but the the movie was was it was fun and it looked great. Every action scene was awesome. I know. Uh, yeah, it, like even even the action scenes that were like the ball the bar fight action scene was the greatest one. Oh like, man, that was and, so cool. And uh well and the bar fight scene was from the OVA, the animated OVA. So I was really thrilled when it was actually in there. And it was pretty true to form, which was really neat. Yeah. The only thing that was different between those two is I feel like at least in the beginning of Battle Angel, I know you said differently otherwise, is that Battle uh Alita is a lot softer of a character in in the beginning, and she doesn't want to kill a lot of people. Yep. But it, in, in this movie, she's a lot more hardcore. She's ready to open up a can of whoop ass. Yeah. yeah. She, she is Captain pretty Sino hardcore shows no mercy. and wants to... Yeah, Captain Sino shows no mercy. Um, and, and I thought that that was okay, but I like the idea of like the anime girl, soft, sweet, but will kill you kind of thing. Yeah. I want to throw this out there. Who would have thought that seeing Christoph Waltz wield a giant rocket-propelled hammer would look so badass on screen. I mean, I I'll, I'm sorry, uh, Quentin Tarantino has already showed you that Christoph Waltz is a badass. Well, he did, but, he but, didn't have not, a big hammer. but not an anime hammer. He was holding an anime hammer. I actually don't think he was the right um, actor for that role. You don't think so? Really? I he was kind of out you of You know place. who would have been really good for that role? Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Nicolas no. Cage would have been an awesome Dr. Ito. <laughs> no. You haven't seen the original property, Greg. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dr. Ito is actually my my favorite character from the original property, from the manga and, mm. and the anime. Um, he's super cool, and I think that Christoph Watson nailed his character. Like, mm. he, he felt like a dad uh, to this orphaned cyborg and yeah. he did that 
and he had that peaceful yet I will tear you apart if you attack my family sort of attitude. One of the things that I also thought was really cool was they gave a bit of a cameo uh, to, in the in Alita's flashbacks, they gave a cameo to that other character, the other android, who is yep. also in like the Battle Angel prequels. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, she and that's just uh, Michelle Rodriguez, like, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Ew. was it Michelle Rodriguez? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was Michelle Rodriguez. Ew. Um, Don't ew um, her. She's hot. I didn't say she wasn't hot. I she just sucks at acting. Um, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, uh, but but that character, she is in Battle Angel in the prequels, and I was just like, oh, that's neat! Like that she they put this obscure character into it. Like that's great. So there are a lot of good things about Battle Angel, and there were two. There were actually there, the really good point I liked was, and I don't. I assume this was kind of an easy catch for people. Is kind of the symbolism that they had between the two cities. Between yeah. how there is definitely a class barrier in between the rich and the poor, and the rich are floating above everybody else with the poor and mm. the city below. I really liked how they, how Rodriguez put that together uh, with Zalem and what was the poor city name? I I don't remember, but uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he had it easy because he didn't put those together. He no. they, that was literally written for him. No, I I understand so. that, but I mean, how he just like portrayed that. In the movie, yeah. if that makes sense, because you never even see Zalem. Yeah, no, you never see Zalem. Like, I actually really wanted cool. to see Zalem. Yeah, well, maybe you will if they make a sequel, which I don't think they will. That's but... that they. Uh, well, it's actually been doing very well away, so there is a chance that it will be made. Yeah, um, I don't want to cause any spoilers, so I'm not going to say what. But when at the end, when you found out who Nova was, <laughs> was not like, who he was in the movie, who was playing just him. who he was. Yeah, <laughs> like, who, was who was playing him. That's pretty funny, uh, that was, that and was pretty I feel funny. like that that's a spoiler that should that you should experience for yourself. Um, not that it would be game changing in any way. It's just it, it's a fun surprise. Yeah, uh, by who plays them? Yeah, it was a great yeah. surprise. But uh, then. <laughs> Like, I thought, so, even though you said that, it, that like, the story was an incomprehensible mess, which was, it, it's kind of true. It's not incomprehensible, it's just a mess. You're right, I misspoke because I was literally just about to contradict myself by saying that um, everything still had its place. Mm. Like, the way that Alita wakes up, and then, you, like, she goes outside for the first time, and she sees Rollerball, and then she practices Rollerball, and then Rollerball comes into play later on, like, and they kept it all there, you know? I, I really enjoyed the writing of, you know, she goes to a bar and does, like, an inspirational speech, and then they're all just like, Pfft. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, like, because it's just like, like, you, you listen to her speech, and you as an audience member are like, this is really dumb. Yeah, and then and then the, and then everybody in the bars is like that was really dumb. <laughs> so. The the one detail I didn't get, and I don't believe this is a spoiler, when they're finding out how about when they find her, mm-hmm. okay, and they're like, oh yeah, she's three hundred years old, but her brain is still intact and it's a human brain. That should have degraded, and yet everything was still fine. And I'm just like, no, no, no. That's not how anatomy works. <laughs> That's how no. anime works, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to anime. She has a positronic brain. <laughs> so I'm sitting here. A cute there. killing machine. What kind of... <laughs> then again, maybe I'm just being nitpicky because I was kind of looking for things to nitpick about it. Yeah. But otherwise, I did really like the film. I I, it was I, by I the do... way, Andrew, holy crap. 
Battle Angel Lita is Tiny Tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and to answer your comment from earlier, uh, five United States dollars equals 95.72 Mexican pesos. <laughs> <laughs> so he could have made this on 95 pesos. <laughs> Uh, no, he made Desperado on 95 pesos. Uh, so great film. No, no, that's El Mariachi he made on that. That's it, El Mariachi. <laughs> yeah. Once Upon a Time in Mexico had a budget to it, too. Yeah, so did Machete. Got, one, they got... Uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but, uh, so another thing that Andrew had brought up, too, after we had watched the film, and I want to see if anybody else agrees with this, would it have benefited from being a rated property? Yes, yes, I, that, yeah, because Battle Angel is in like an, as an anime, it is an R-rated property. Mm. Um, yeah. I thought no, I do say it would have benefited from being an R-rated property, be, but that's because I'm I like Battle Angel as an R-rated property. But I still do think that they did a pretty good job at making it pretty violent. For PG thirteen, but it would just been nice if there was some blood splatter. We saw some people get cut in half. Yep, we saw yep. Um, there was blue blood. I know, and I want blood, 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 blood. <laughs> there's wait, wait, I, I missed the part where Tom Selleck dies. What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> you mean Burt Reynolds? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're on topic. Uh, Tom Selleck would play Burt Reynolds. Though. That's like what we're saying. In Burrell's biopic, Tom Selleck plays Burrell. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, come on, man. Throw Norm MacDonald a bone. Give him one last time. <laughs> um, but, but I thought that it was just fine as a PG-13. I give, I, give it a, I give Battle Angel a solid 6.5 out of 10. Really? That's it? That's it? Yeah. I would have given it at least a 7.5. That's, that's not a bad rating. 6.5? Yeah, that's not a bad. It's above, it's above failing. It was good, I just don't... I would give it like an 8. Really? Yeah, I thought it was great. You give it a bit of D plus. Well, because... Well, I, mean, I mean, if you start from zero... Dang, don't kick me. No, no I was <laughs> I, trying to move it. If, uh, if you give... I mean, if you start from zero and you give it a bunch of points, 6.5 is still fairly good, but... I mean, there's so much cheesy dialogue in it. Like, I—that's what I mean. If it—if it was an R rating, they could have cut a lot of the cheesy dialogue. Like, it was really badly written. Some of the, some of their, some of their voices. I, I'll agree with you on that one. So that like really bothered me. Well, and it, and that was especially for just the first part of the film. I think that the dialogue got better as the film went on. Mm. But when they were like first introducing all the characters, it's like if anybody's ever played a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, it's like you're trying to learn how to how to get like all of your characters in touch with each other. That's what it felt like. Well, and I like, know, right, and, let's get to the adventure. And I know Hugo, I know Hugo is a, an actual character in Battle Angel. Like, I don't know if he's named Hugo in Battle Angel or not. I think um, so. Uh, but it, he probably is. Uh, but he, he got introduced to the story and you're just like, man, I hate him. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just like, go... And and that's like as soon as he's introduced, he's just like I hate that guy. When I first saw him, I thought it was what's his name from Sky High. Oh, that would have made it so much better. Yeah, if it actually was him. Yeah, and, and the next Michael Michael uh, uh, I forget his name. Hang on, Gre- Greg's looking it up right now. Of course, um, Pull that Mike, up, Michael Air Ang. Wow, I can't. Angarano. Angarano. Ah, I, I got the I got the initials right. So Michael Angarano. Was Will Stronghold in Sky High? Yeah, he he's got a he's got to make a resurface. Uh, and <laughs> Bruce Campbell's 
Bruce Campbell's photo for Coach Boomer is just hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I would absolutely give it a yes, go see Battle Angel. Absolutely. It, yeah. Without a doubt, it's, it's the... Really, it's the first anime movie that I've ever given a chance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's because we like Battle Angel so much. Yeah, well, we like Ghost in the guys, Shell, too. And guys, if you, if you go back to our YouTube channel and watch the American movies inspired by anime episode of Wicked An- of the Wicked Anime Internet Show, you'll hear us talk about bat- uh, how James Cameron has the rights to Battle Angel. Yeah. And now and we actually... To us. He listened to us. He did. Because we said that he wasn't going to make it until he finished Avatar 4. Um, <laughs> because he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we told him that nobody likes Avatar anymore, and so he and he was like, "You're right, Wicked Anime. I'll make Alita first. <laughs> except, he's, except he gave it to somebody else and had them make it while he's making his crappy Avatar movies. Yeah. Hey, listen, it got made, and I'm glad he didn't direct it. He <laughs> produced it. He threw a lot of money at it. He yeah. co-wrote he threw it too. so many pesos at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, six, <laughs> six pesos or six dollars. <laughs> that's like uh, a million pesos. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at. I, I would totally, I would totally tell you to. Did go we see convince that. you to go see it, Derek? Well, I don't know. Still want to put a paper bag over her head because those eyes still freak me out. She. So if I, I can get I past that, was, that's my biggest speed bump. I think she looked okay. You get used to it. You yeah. do. You get used to it. It is. She does look funny, but she doesn't look funny enough that it's disturbing yeah you know what one of the funny things that i noticed about it too is if you look up any artwork from the original battle angel lita manga she's got these really big lips that make her make it look like she yeah the uh she has like a duck face the taco lips or or not taco lips uh, i mean taco as an octopus yeah like that's what yeah taco yeah uh so octo lips she's got the octo lips going on yeah um which they kind of did in this she she's got like this like it's almost like she's got buck teeth in in a way like it's cute um, but like they gave her the fuller lips so that she's always doing that octolips thing, uh, which was, uh, something else that I was looking for in the character design besides the big eyes. Mm. Anyways, uh, let's wrap up this, this episode. Uh, we need to talk about our piece of fan service that we have, our wicked fan Scott over in the UK. Yeah, that's right. He did send us an email. Uh, he sent us an email because in the last episode we were talking about, uh, the, um, the item shop games where you are in a fantasy RPG, but you run the item shop and you give and you sell items to the heroes to okay. go on adventures. Mm-hmm. Evan, the game that you were talking about, he says, was either Serial Cleaner or Visceral Cleanup Detail. Oh yes, this the second one. Because I played Serial Cleaner, which is a very fun one, but I've never played the other one, and I know it's the other one. Okay, yeah, and then uh, the item shop game. Uh, that I was talking about was called Reseteer. R-E-C-E-T-T-E-A-R. Reseteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's... So Scott has solved that mystery for us. And Thanks, Scott. I wasn't there for Scott. that episode, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't know if you guys got tagged in it too, but Gerardo messaged me and said that there are actually 11 episodes of the Tales of Symphonia OVA. Oh, yes. I did see that. Uh, so, uh, Tales of Symphonia, which is what you were talking about, you said you saw one of them, and... And I thought that's all they made, and I feel, I felt like, oh, I guess I have to play the game again and see what happens next. But well, apparently, no, they actually animated the whole thing, and I had no idea. That was for GameCube, right? Yeah, for GameCube. I played that my freshman year of college, and I haven't played it since, so that would be amazing <laughs> to watch again. 
That's funny. It is a it is a great RPG. Oh yeah, I totally marathoned it, beat it in like two weeks, but playing nothing but that in between my classes. Mm. Again, as always, thank you fans uh, for sending us some stuff for us to read and to correct us on our shenanigans. Uh, so uh, if, if we've ever, again, if we've ever forgotten anything, you can uh, let us know and you can always email it, re-email it to us or send it to us on Facebook. Uh, Andrew, take away shame. Oh, do I get to, who, by the way, who did this while I was gone? I did. Oh, I you did? You were terrible at it. <laughs> If you guys want to join in on the conversation and maybe you saw Battle Angel Alita, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we get messages from you guys and post cool content and news stories, and you can comment on that, whatever. And you can find us at nerdyshow.com, of course, where you can listen to the podcast there, and as well as the podcast on all the other podcasting websites, things like Podchasers and other things and other just basically just google search wicked anime and find the podcast and of course you can find the videos over at youtube.com slash wicked anime reviews where videos are stagnant in some still water and you don't want to step in that water because it's kind of gross but it, they're, the videos are really really good at the bottom <laughs> and you should, so you should check them out uh and uh then you can find us of course on all the social medias I mean, there's no Tumblr anymore. Nobody really cares about Tumblr anymore, so you don't have to go there. But uh, Twitter's pretty great. Yep. So, so you can find us at Twitter. You can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime, and uh, we have some other channels, but we won't post them because Twitter's the most important. I think that's about it. Evan, your turn. All right. So for the recent news and reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders No Race podcast, you can write to us at. The Bastards at BossedBashBrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and the J-Pop, Video Games, and Anime Amino pages at KingDB.ESH and on Tumblr at B3Crew.Tumblr.com. Yes, I still use Tumblr because apparently since all the porn went away, everyone's coming over to my site and liking it. So, yay! <laughs> <laughs> like us at Facebook.com slash BossedBashBrigade and Facebook.com slash Land of Esh. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Esh, including the Electric Sisterhood, Bill's Recap and Review, and Smashbook. And I hope you guys enjoy... Uh, the episode that was just on a couple of days ago where I promoted a lot of the great acts from Japan and all over the world that are being featured at the South by Southwest Festival. This festival in Austin, Texas is a big reason why I got into the Japanese music scene. This was where like, I learned about so many bands, so many artists. Even though I've never been there myself, it, I found out about all these groups just from reading the bios and the bands that they were introduced to or the bands that they are affiliated with. Uh, South by Southwest is plays a huge role on why No Borders, No Race exists. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Derek. All right. Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Late4Derek. Otherwise, I will be on the move lately because the nations used to live together in harmony, but everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. So, uh, a hundred years past, my brother and I are going to look for the new Avatar. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that, 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 one didn't, that one didn't fly as well as the others. Um, and I guess if, uh, if, you guys, if anybody's interested in still here listening to the podcast, uh, you might be interested to know that we are, Wicked Anime is still playing on being, and Boston Master Brigade is still playing on being at Anime Boston this year. Yay! Yay. Well, I'll be yeah. at PAX East as well, and maybe That's... just maybe Anime Expo. That's coming up pretty soon. Um, yes. This episode is going to be released in March. Was this supposed to be a Con Month episode? 
Well, no, because Kamen kind of got bumped up and, by a couple of weeks. And yeah, because April, April, it's at the end of April. Like it, the, well, no, it's in the middle of April. Is April it? 12th? April 19th through the 20th. 19th, that's it. So maybe next episode will be the start of Con Month. Maybe. Ooh. But Anime Boston's coming up, guys, so may, we might have the start of Con Month coming soon. We don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I guess you'll have to see, too. So uh, be sure to listen to us on the next episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast, and we're going to stop the only way we know how, know how now. <laughs> K-Bye! Roll the clip. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.